God. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. If you like FCC, click like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. And I want to challenge you to uh, send this to somebody. Also, this is fertile ground here. Consider planting a seed. Visit us at uh, our Facebook page, FCC. God bless. I just want to encourage you, if you're in the middle of the fast, this, we're on the home stretch. Chances are this week has been more tough than any other week. You've probably failed in some aspect of your fast. You've, you've, you've forgotten and you ate, it, you ate a bag of cookies. You had some, some cake. Whatever it is, that's all. Listen, I'm not saying that's okay. What I'm saying is get back on track. Don't stop. Don't quit. Get back in your word. Get back in your prayer closet. Satan's trying to get you off course. Don't let him. He's trying to push you out of bounds. Like, no, you don't. Stiff arm that joker. In the name of Jesus. Amen? It's a fight. No one said it wasn't going to be a fight. You got to fight back with your prayers, with your word, with your self-control and your discipline. Amen? Don't quit. I know it's been tough. I know it's been tough. I want to encourage you. Keep going. I want you to repeat after me. We will accept love and forgive everybody who walks through these doors. We will reach up. We will reach in. And we will reach out in our worship, our discipleship, and evangelism. In Jesus' name. Give him one more clap. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I'm decreeing and declaring this year will be a year of breakthrough. You see, there's, you're either growing or you're dying. But there's no standing still. That's an illusion from the enemy. You're either making progress or you're sliding back. You think you're standing still, but you're not. It's an escalator. You're going backwards. So this is what I want in my prayer, not only for me and my family, but for you and yours, that in this year of 2020, it would be measurably, noticeably, evidentially better than it was last year. Amen? And I, I want it to be, like I said, measurably better. I don't want to, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit better this year, you know. I lost a pound. I, I pray for my dinner. No, I want it to be measurably, considerably, noticeably. When someone sees you, like, something's up with you, Sister Essence. You're just walking a little bit more confident. You got something. And there's something. Can you just pray for me? See, that's what happens. When you start to draw close to God and he starts to dwell in you, you become like a magnet for people around you. And they don't know why, but they just start to come to you and start to appeal to you. Like, brother or sister, can you pray for me? There's something different about you right now. And what I don't know is how to solve my problems, but what I want is a little bit more of what you got. But in order to get to that place of what people want or what is seen is to draw close to God. That's it right there. It's not you, your strength, your good looks, your talent, skills, and abilities. Those are all great. They came from the Lord, but it's him. 
He is the source of every good and perfect gift. I want to be better spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. I want the ministry to be better, to be more advanced, to be more effective in God's kingdom. Amen? In all areas, in all aspects of life, I want that to be better for all of you and all of us in Jesus' mighty name. Year of breakthrough. And this is what I know it starts with prayer. Your revival, your breakthrough, that thing that you're seeking for, that peace of mind, that direction, those finances, that right relationship, it starts in your prayer closet. You've got to be a praying people. You've got to seek the giver of all good gifts. Some of you, you, will, you are great at seeking people for your assistance. How about seeking the Lord for what it is that you're looking for? He does use people to bless us. He does use people to reach out to you, encourage you, but it is him that you need to seek. It is him that you need to follow through with. Right now, I just feel the prompting of the Holy Ghost. Some of you are Christians. You were saved by the drawing of the Holy Spirit, but you have yet to receive the power that comes from the baptism, the empowerment, and the fullness thereof of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you, don't seek just the gifts of God, but seek God and all that he has for you. You're not done yet. This is the journey. Keep on keeping on. Press in. Push. Pray until something happens. So, in order for us to make advancement, in order for us to get to where we want to go, whatever goals that we have put out there for ourselves for 2020, because everyone has a New Year's resolution, right? Well, okay. A lot of folks do. I can tell. When you go to the gym, this time of year, it's packed. There's people on every treadmill. But this is what I know to be true. Next month, half of them ain't going to be there. Half of them aren't going to be there. It's, it's busy. So regular gym folks or gym rats like myself that go there and frequent the place often, you know, we know that this is just, uh, just for a little while. And we're just kind of, you see the new face and you're like, oh, I hope, I hope you stick it out. You see something like, oh, you need to be here. Huh? Right? Come on now. Don't be looking at me like that, looking at me sideways. You know we all have areas that we need to improve on, right? And if I can be an encouragement to them, hey, don't give up. Keep going. High five, knuckle. But you can't, you know, some places you can't do that. They don't want to talk to you. But. but amongst each other, I talked about that with our leadership this morning. Call each other blessed. Bestow peace on one another. Scripture tells us that there's power of life and death is in the tongue. And we use it to cut each other down sometimes, to backstab and gossip and everything else. But how about we use it to build each other up, to decree and declare a thing as though it was. Because faith is the evidence of those things that are unseen and hoped for. So I call you blessed. I call you highly favored of the Lord. I call you anointed I call you prosperous. I call you peaceful. In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you, start doing that for each other. In order for us to move forward successfully, you got to understand where you're at today in order to run the race that's marked out for you. So you got to figure out also what's weighing you down. 
What's holding you back? What is it that you got to get rid of? Because some of you are burdened and you can't run like you want to run because you're weighed down. Let me, let me read this verse for you. And, and uh, it's in Hebrews 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is before us. I have an illustration that I want to do, and it's going to help us to put in perspective. And I, I need a volunteer. Jeremiah, thank you for volunteering. Come on up. If you could just stand right here. In front. Jeremiah, just face the audience. I know it's a little awkward. I apologize for that. You can. He, he's in shape guy. You know, he, he played for a special team, the select team baseball, Barry Hill over in Midland is a big shot. Okay. In shape guy. Do you think you're, now be honest, do you think you can run faster than me? Yes. Oh, it's, it's about to get on, folks. All right. If I could have some help, Brother Dev, can you uh, grab my backpack right there? Come back here. Grab that backpack. And then uh, put that on. Strap it on, Jeremiah. Here. Oh, we're going to race. It's on. I mean, it's going to happen. But sometimes uh, we have burdens in life. You know, the, the burdens of this backpack. Hey, you're not done, Brother Elder Dev. Come on back. Come on. You know, this could be your, your finances, your relationships, your fear, your doubt, your worry, whatever it is. Can you get that basket? Have him hold on to that. He's got some, some uh, financial obligations that, that he's got to do. You know what? Uh, can you stack some of these Bibles up on there? You know, he carries the word, but I don't know how much he's in the word. Because when you're in the word, you experience a breakthrough. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes you like to carry a big Bible, but you ain't reading that Bible. All right, wait, 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 where are you going? Come on here. All right, and sometimes the things that we do in our life entangle us. It says, throw off, the, the verse said, throw off every weight, right? And the sin that entangles. Right now, he's just carrying weight, but he's not entangled. Can you, can you grab those right there? Let's, uh, oh, we're going to race. Watch this. Grab it all. Bring it all. Now, if you just wrap those each around his legs, each ankle. Yeah. Wrap one around one and one around the other and then lock them in the middle. Uh, bring, it, bring it to the middle. Bring both all the ends to the middle. Yeah. Have that there and then swing the other one around. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, it's on, Jeremiah. You think you're fast, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while, while Elder Dev is uh, working on that, because sometimes, and this is a wonderful illustration, because you're not entangled overnight. It's continual drifting away from the Lord. It's one day, oh, I didn't do my verse of the day. I'll do it tomorrow. And then you read part of it, and you don't read, you know, you don't double down. You didn't do yesterday's. And you had hoped to read the Bible in a year. Next thing you know, it's here we are in February, and you're still on uh, January 15, and, and you missed a few days. That's okay. Don't stop. Keep going. Don't stop. 
Because here's what we've got to do. We've got to know where we're at. We've got to know what is weighing us down. We've got to take an inventory about the things that are in our life that are weighing us down. Because if you don't know what it is that's stopping you, how do you get rid of it? All right, can you pull that key? I don't want him to have that key. Just pull the key just real quick, symbolically. Let's, let's grab that key. All right, so here we go. That's good. Now, assuming that this was all locked up, physically, I think he probably could run faster than me. I'm pretty quick, but, you know, I'm twice his age. If we were to take off running now, I have a little more freedom in liberty. Watch this. Jeremiah, lift up holy hands. Lift, lift them up. Dance before the Lord. Be God's hands and feet. Go lay hands on somebody. Go help them. Give your tithe and your offering. Help the youth, but you're burdened with your own stuff because you weren't a good steward. Do you see what happened? Now, see, he might be physically stronger and better than me, but spiritually, look, I'll, run, I'll skip, I'll run backward. Come on, what? But he, 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 he. But in the name of Jesus, breakthrough is coming through prayer. Now, here's the thing. Some of you want it to happen all in one Sunday service. You want it all cleaned up. But it took you how many years to get where you're at? How stuck you were? I remember one time I got stuck with my truck. Four by four doesn't mean that you get unstuck. It means you get stuck worse. I had to call someone with a bigger truck and bigger chain to get me out. You got to call someone that has the ability to help you out. If you're just talking to other people who are bound, you guys are just sharing war stories. You're just sharing misery stories because misery loves company. You got to find someone who's not stuck to help you get unstuck. And you're going to find that, higher chances of finding that in the church. Not guaranteed. I, I pray every church would be. But you're going to have a higher likelihood of finding someone unstuck in the house of God that can help you and start to pray for you. So, Pastor Carl, come pray for him and start to unload his burden. Elder Dev, come pray for him and start to help him unload his burden. And, and uh, Brother Kyle, come pray for him and start to help unload his burden. Zeke, come pray for him and un unload his burden. So stay up here just for a second. When you get around others who are praying and faithful, it doesn't mean that they, they're perfect. It means they're praying. When you get around praying people and iron can sharpen iron, you can get victory. You can get breakthrough. You can get that place of peace of mind. It may not mean that the problem or situation is all gone, but at least you know you have a peace of mind and you know you got backup that you can call to help you out on those stressful days, on those hurtful days, on those days that where you, you just seem to be tripping and you need someone just to help join arm in arm with you. Well, you handicap, you go on the other side over there. <laughs> go, you got an arm. 
And then when you can join arm in arm, and then now you're a little bit more powerful. Now you can step uh, left foot forward. Ready? Hup. You can walk in unity. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, guys. So listen, one of uh, the assignments I have for Pastor Carl, he doesn't know it yet, but I'm telling you now, is uh, the ladies aren't going to be the only ones getting together for breakfast. We're going to do some men's stuff too. We're going to go out there and do some things. I don't know exactly what it is that you guys like to do, but I know what I like to do. And uh, we'll start with that, and then you guys can fill me in. You know, we might go to the gun range and shoot something. I don't know. Preferably the target, but, you know. I tried kayaking. A lot of you are scared of water, but we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll break it. That we'll start with breakfast. How does that sound? Amen. We'll do that. So here's the things that we got to be careful of and be on watch because um, I, I, I watched a, a fight last night and uh, it only lasted 40 seconds. But some of the other fights were battles. And this is what I know when, um, when we were training Zeke and, and some of the other guys at the gym we ran in Grand Rapids, we would see who was in his weight class and who was fighting. We'd watch him. We'd go to different fights. And you, it's like studying film. Football players, other teams play. You watch, okay, they run this side, that side, or this guy. It's good to know before you get in the ring if the guy's left-handed or not. That's a totally different style, fighting a southpaw. No one likes to fight a southpaw. It's weird. Stepping on each other's feet and everything else. And I say all that to say this. you got to know the strategy of your opponent. you got to know how he's going to come at you so that you can more readily be able to withstand that's where scripture tells us, put on the full armor of God, head to toe. Because you know, it says you got a shield of faith that puts out the fiery darts of the enemy. That means he's going to throw some fiery darts. If you don't have that shield of faith, you're going to get hit by the darts. You can have the belt of truth and the helmet of salvation and everything else, but if you don't have your shield, you're out of luck. You got to put on the full armor of God. You got to be ready for battle. You got to be prepared. You got to know what your enemy's going to do. And oftentimes, uh, the enemy will use negative emotions as snares fear, doubt, worry, bitterness, insecurity, depression, confusion. There's a theme in the prayer request in this place that I've noticed since I've been here family. Direction, finances. We all, we got some messed up family. They need prayer. Doesn't mean they're bad. They just need breakthrough. They're bound like Jeremiah was bound. But they don't even know the hope of salvation just yet. So we're praying for them. A lot of you want direction and where to go, what ministry, what's your call, where are you going to head? The Lord will reveal that to you. And I'm going to give you this tip right now. Oftentimes, your call is related to your natural skills and abilities. Things that come natural to you, that you enjoy doing. When you do it, you smile. You're okay. It's usually connected to that somehow. And here's the thing. You're not going to get a letter from heaven. Go here, do this, do that, X, Y, and Z. No, I, I prayed for that. It never happened. He's like, Lord, just send me a letter to do, and I'll go do it. No questions asked. I didn't have it. But what he says, I sent a letter in my word, 
Start to read that and follow that. And as you go, I will guide you. Get in his word. Those of you who are looking for direction, you don't know quite what career to do or what call or what ministry. Get started somewhere. In the kingdom of God, it's opposite. A lot of you want to be the, the teacher and the, the person shouting it down. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Start spreading some salt. Start cleaning some porcelain. Start vacuuming the floor. Somebody get a steam cleaner up in here and do something with this carpet. That's where it starts. When you're humble enough to do those things, God will multiply. When you're faithful and little, he'll give you much. So we got to be aware of the enemy's tactics and realize that he uses negative emotions to ensnare and to trap you. You might be saying that things are, are easy and uh, you might say, I already know what it is that God is trapping me with, but what I want to say is this. There's some secrets that he's using against you that aren't so obvious. When you draw close to God, the light of his glory begins to expose things in you that you didn't realize were there or that you had forgotten about. Let me give you an example. When I started the first week in prayer and fasting and I was seeking the Lord and reading his word, he started to bring to my memory and recall things I had done years and years ago that I had not asked for forgiveness for yet. And it's kind of like this. You're coming close, but listen, you got this thing. And it reminds me of the prophet in the Bible who was, uh, was uh, standing before the Lord, and he says, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. That's okay. He's showing you so you can take care of it, confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive you, right? Where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. doesn't give you a license to sin. What it's saying is there's nothing that you have done or... Might, maybe will do in the future, that he isn't willing to forgive you for. But here's the thing. It's a matter of the heart. Where's your heart at? Is your heart to please yourself or to please the Lord? How is it that I get rid of these negative emotions, fear and doubt and worry and insecurity? These are real things. You don't know what I've gone through, Pastor. You don't know what's going on in my head. I always struggled with this issue over here. I was never a very confident person. Or I had this other issue over here, and I, I've just been fearful. I've been abused as a child. I've been sexually molested, or my, my, my spouse has gone out on me, or you know my finances are a mess because someone stole my identity. Whatever the thing is, you're not the only one. There's hope. Jesus can still deliver you. He can still heal you. He can still provide for you. He's a big and mighty God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He says he is Jehovah Shalom, your peace giver. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's, he's, uh, there's another name that's interesting. It's Jehovah Sidkini. He is your righteousness. It's not your righteousness. My righteousness, like Paul said, is like filthy rags. But it's through Christ that you can walk rightly. That's what righteousness is. Doing what is right. The activity thereof. And to be holy as he is holy is a mindset. Holy, set apart. That means you don't do what you used to do anymore because you are a sacred vessel used only for God's service. This is how you get over those things. Fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, uh, depression. 
confusion, chaos. And it's going to sound simple, but walking it out is different. Give it all to God. Matthew eleven twenty eight says that Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Some of you want the rest without going to him. You got to come and give it to him. If I'm carrying this heavy burden, he's saying, come to me, you who are heavy burdened. Doesn't say walk around and complain about it. Go show everybody. Man, see how, see how big this bag is? You know how heavy this is? I'm supposed to go out there and do this stuff? Be friendly to people. My back hurts. My shoulders hurt. This bag's cutting into me. It's, man. Oh. He, he offered to get off me, but guess what? Is that what scripture said? Now, if I give it to him, then he's burdened. The best advice he can say to me is, give it to God. Although he's loving. See, some of you are in helping other people. You're taking their stuff. You're just enabling them. You're not really helping them. You're enabling them. You've got to teach them to fend for themselves. And the way that they fend for themselves is to give it to God. Because he's the only one that can give them rest. You can give them relief, momentary relief, but that's not true rest. Come to me, you who are a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. That's what the Lord is saying to you. That's what he wants you to do. And that is Simple, but now you've got to walk it out and do it. And then he says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Give all your worries and cares to God because he cares for you. Another rendering says, because he loves you. Cast your anxieties, cast your burdens on him. They're not for you to carry. He's the one meant to carry them, not you. When you carry worries, doubts, and fears, people get ulcers from that sort of stuff. It's not good. It's not healthy. It's not for you. It's not a burden for you to carry. It's for you to give to the Lord. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we give it to him, then we're like, then we start looking at it again. Well, I don't know. Let me work on that some more. And we grab it up again, and we're back in the same place all over again. And my advice to you is going to be the same. Give it back to God. I already did that and it didn't work. It, it worked. You picked it back up. God didn't burden you back with it. Give it back to him and leave it. Okay, I'll try. Hey, listen, this isn't my instructions to you. This is God's word. Matter of fact, that, that, that in Matthew is red letters. That's Christ telling you himself. Quote it from the word. Give it to me. Lay it at Jesus' feet and don't pick it back up. And this is how you can do it. The Lord is your strength. You can't do this alone, and you were never meant to. Not by yourself, by yourself but, but through God's strength. In Isaiah 41, 13, it says, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. He's our ever-present help. It goes on to say in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We got to realize where our hope comes from. We got to realize where our strength comes from and walk in that relationship with our creator. Amen. 
When we try to do it by ourselves with our own logic, with our own wisdom, with hard work and tenacity, you, you might get some things, uh, but it's only temporary. And you'll grow tired and frustrated, and you'll get depressed. And you'll be like, why isn't anyone helping me? If someone just recognized what I'm going through, if someone would just help me out and cut me a break. Whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. If you claim to believe, be a believer in Jesus Christ, give it to him. Nobody owes you nothing. Nobody owes you anything. You might feel like you've been dealt some injustices, and they are out there, but who's going to change it but you? You can say and cry about it, or you can go to God. Lord, please deliver me from this. I submit my will to your will. Lord, help me with this thing. And this is what I know to be true. If we're going to have breakthrough this year, you've got to know where you're at, where you're starting from. You've got to know what's holding you down, weighing you down, so you can get rid of it. And then you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a purpose. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have a dream. You've got to have a pursuit. Something that you're going to try to achieve this year. Positionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, educationally, financially, whatever it is this year. This year, I want to be debt-free. All right, what's the plan? You can't just say it. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a purpose. You've got to write it down. If you don't write it down, it's just an idea. It's nubious. It's out there in the atmosphere. You, you, it doesn't exist yet until you write it down. Now you've got some physical proof. You've got to have a strategy to accomplish that thing. Don't just pray that, uh, I've prayed this, it don't work. Just a big check going to come in the mail and just solve all your problems. Let me tell you this. If you got something that money can take care of, you don't got a problem. That, that, it might feel like it, and I've been there. Listen, guys, I, I, I'm humbled to say this. God can use anyone for anything. There was a time in my life I couldn't read very well. I wouldn't have been able to stand and lead, read scripture before you. Before I was in the fourth grade, I had been to five different schools. I moved around a lot. Failed the fourth grade, had to repeat it. Couldn't read very well. Had a father who was in and out of prison. Drug addicted father. Didn't know him very well. His last stint was in Jackson State Penitentiary. They let him go. Not on, it was good behavior, but because he was sick and needed a surgery, and they didn't want to, stay, they didn't want to pay for it. Because of the three-strike rule, he had gotten a life sentence. But they let him out early because they didn't want to do the surgery. He went in for surgery shortly after, and he died at 50 from complications. But I didn't really know him. I got to know him in that last two weeks of his life, and luckily he gave his life to the Lord the third day before he died. I got to know him most in that, in that, that, that two-week period of time when he was in the hospital. I don't come from any amount of wealth or success. My family immigrated here from Puerto Rico. I say all that to say this. God can use anyone. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. Some of you might have a worse story than mine, and I didn't tell you the dirty details, and I, I don't care to. Maybe if we develop a relationship, I, I'll share the rest of my testimony with you. But the fact of the matter is this. Some of you might have it worse, but some of you have it a lot better, and you're still being ineffective for the kingdom. 
I could use all that stuff as excuses why I can't be successful, why I can't follow the call of God, why I can't do the things that I already do. Or I can use that as fuel, say a reason why I need to. I got to step up out of that. I can't let my past affect my future. I got to be better than what I was before. See, Jesus, you got to have a dream, a plan, a purpose, a strategy. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. And we know of this great person, MLK, who had this wonderful speech, who inspired people around the world. Let that inspire you yet today. What do you feel God is calling you to do? Not what career pays the most. Not what ministry is going to get you the most stage time. None of that stuff. What does God call you to do? Are you to be a, a, a missionary to tribes and far off places? Then start walking towards it. If you're to be a nursery worker, a children's church person, are you going to help disciple the next great minister of our day? You don't know. Seek the Lord. Ask him for a vision. Ask him for that. Ask him for a dream and then pursue it with his strength. Pursue it. Throw off the weight that so easily entangles you. Run with perseverance. Perseverance. Endurance. Run like you want to win. Fight like you want to win, not like you're just defending yourself. There's a difference. I know. I remember the first time I went uh, the ring with, a, with a, this guy who ended up being uh, married into the family. He popped me in the nose. When you get hit in the nose, your eyes get watery, and blood's going down the back of your throat. You can't see very well, and he's still coming. Now, I'm not fighting to win. I'm just trying to survive this round. This joker is coming at me. He saw that he caught me, and he's coming. I started backpedaling. Well, boy, just staying away, staying away, staying away. I had to have a strategy because sometimes life is going to punch you in the nose. You got to have a strategy. There's no time out in a fight. Did you hear me? There's no time out in a fight. They're going to keep swinging at you. You got you to have a strategy. First, determine you're not going to quit. You're not going to quit life. You're not going to let depression and insecurity or fear, doubt, and worry stop you, halt you in your tracks, keep you from being ineffective. You're going to keep on despite those things, and you're going to seek help from prayer partners. You're going to seek help from the Word of God. You're going to seek help in your prayer closet. You're going to keep going and press on, even though it's hard and it's difficult. It's hard and difficult if you sit there and let it get worse. You're going to experience pain either way. You might as well make progress in your pain. Praise through it and rise above it in Jesus' name. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. So I enjoyed that song. It says, I am free. I am free to run. You can't run the race with perseverance if you're loaded down, you're burdened, you're, you're worried and doubt and fear. So we're going to have a moment. If I can have um, the worship team come back up. 
If there is an area in your life that you feel has held you back, fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, depression, any of those things, grief, I'm encouraging you to come and get deliverance for that. Because it may not, it could be a chemical imbalance, and you need to see somebody about that. Or it could be you're under a spiritual attack. And those are chains around your feet. And we need to break those chains, because we know God is a chain breaker. He says, go pray for the sick, bring healing. He also said, deliver the oppressed. Some of you are oppressed. If you don't believe in oppression, oppressive spirits, then why did Jesus say, deliver the oppressed? Set them free. He's not going to tell you to do something that doesn't exist. It exists. And the biggest secret that Satan ever told was convincing you that him, fallen angels, and demon spirits don't exist. Because if you don't think it exists, you just think, oh, I'm just not having a good day. Well, boy, you haven't had a good day in 10 years. When are you going to get your breakthrough? Please stand your feet. The rest of you, if you, if you find you're good, you're healthy, be a prayer warrior. Let's begin to enter into those, so that, the song that you have selected. And I'm asking you to press in, to worship, to close your eyes, lift up your hands, and sing to him. He inhabits the praise and worship of his people. And when we worship, it creates an atmosphere. Mm-hmm.